Thanks for joining us today on Christian Grads Fellowship Podcast. We have a special edition today. We have a guest, and our guest today is Mr. Kurt Swindoll. Kurt is the president of Current Strategies. He is a consultant that works with businesses, helping them align how their business runs with um, strategy and traction and all kinds of stuff. And he's going to show us how that relates into our own spiritual formation today. Uh, Kurt's got a background in manufacturing, technology, banking, nonprofits, business services, energy. The guy's just done it all, and we're so thrilled to have him with us today. So sit back, relax. The podcast begins right now. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Christian Grads Fellowship podcast today. Um, as you heard in the intro, we have a guest with us today, Kurt Swindoll. Uh, Kurt has a really incredible background. He is, uh, in, in addition to anything else, I think probably the most important thing is he sits on our board. Um, I think that's probably the crowning achievement of everything he's gotten in his life thus far. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, Kurt is, is, he's got a background in technology and ministry and, and consulting and um, his, his resume is just amazing. And he has got some, I think, some really super um, insightful ways for us to look at how we, how we approach our work and our, and our faith and our life kind of all combined together, which is why we wanted to have him on today. Kurt, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, Andy. It's great to be with you, and I'm, I'm excited about our conversation. This is a subject that's near and dear to my heart. In fact, your, your, um, your audience may not know this, but um, I have my MBA, but my wife has her master's degree in spiritual formation. So you can imagine the conversations that we get into in, in our household between, you know, her view of life through this through this, um, this idea of what does it mean for us to be formed spiritually, to become more Christ-like in our life, and my world and orientation, which is what does it mean for us to grow healthy businesses and to have healthy leadership teams and all. So anyway. Oh, that's great. That is yeah. great. And, and I can tell you, you know, for those who are listening, I tell you, Kurt is, um, he, it, this is just, he's just super passionate about this. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. not like this is something he's just developed and, and, but this is something that he lives and breathes kind of yeah. every single day. Yeah. Um, it's a huge part of his life. And I think we're really lucky to have him. We're certainly lucky to have him on the board, but we're really lucky to have him take some time out of his busy day to join us on the podcast. Um, now, Kurt, I know um, a, a while ago you and I were talking and, and there's a, it's a great story because he said, you know, you, you were, you were, uh, I don't know if you were consulting or talking with a guy, but he was talking about how he views work as worship. And, mm. you know, we, we tend to um, sometimes in Christendom, I, I know this will come as a shock to some, but we like to hyper-spiritualize everything. Um, and, you know, so what he was saying is, you know, oh, no, 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 all work is worship. Mm. And, and I, I, I love you said, you said, um, you looked at him and said, um, no. <laughs> Well, at, at, at a risk maybe of being offensive to you know to some, um, let's tease this out for just a second, Andy, because I'd love to love to explore this. So, first of all, I appreciate anyone who is exploring the idea of what does it mean for me to integrate my faith and my work more, and and I think that was at the core of his comment. In fact, he wanted to go so far as to say all our work is worship, and that's where I had to draw a line. And the line that I would draw in that is um, that when we are working on our own, 
I don't think it is an act of worship. When we're working with God, it's an act of worship. And so, like I said in some of the introductory comments, my wife Debbie and I have been kind of teasing these ideas around for, seriously, the last decade, um, for sure. And um, I think there's an interesting question that comes up with this, and is this. Scripture tells us very clearly that we should not be striving. Psalm 46.10, cease striving and know that I'm God. And yet at the same time, there are a number of passages in the Bible that talk about the value and importance of perseverance. And I think there's an interesting question. What's the difference between striving and persevering in our work? Because right. I think that's the distinction that needed to be made with my friend who was saying all work is worship. So, so tell me a little bit. Tell me what – give me a, a quick thumbnail definition for each one of those. Yeah, so I think striving is what we're doing when we're doing our work in isolation from God, when we're working on our own. And on I our think own strength. When we're doing it in our own strength, yeah, which – obviously then brings in issues of, of, of pride, right? It, it, it's, it's a sense that I don't really need God. God's given me everything I need to be successful at work, to be successful at, in, in, in school, right? Versus when we're persevering and we're actively, actively, actively doing our work with God. Well, maybe one way to think about that, and so there's obviously humility and all of that versus pride in the other situation. In humility, I understand that I am limited as a human being, that I need God, that I want God in my work. So I think there's something interesting there. If you think about this idea of, of will, how does will apply to these, you know, to these characteristics? I think that when we're doing our work with God, when we're persevering, we're doing that work willingly. Versus when we're working on our own, it's actually not willlessness, it's willfulness. So I think there's some interesting ideas in all of this that, uh, you know, hopefully your audience can kind of tease um, with as they think about what does it look like to be willful in my work, which I think is an aspect of pride and isolation and autonomy and things like that versus when I'm working in a more willing way and I'm doing that work willingly with God by my side. So in a way, if, I'm, if what I'm hearing you say, at least initially, um, you know, we talked in past broadcasts about uh, Bill Bright's definition of the spirit-filled life, right? And that being the life where Christ lives in us and through us by the power of his Holy Spirit. That's Bill Bright's definition. Um, it's, it's sort of the same thing when we, when we go to put our hand, whatever it is God's called us to do, because we think work is a calling, school is a calling. And so I'm going to put my hand to this, but it can't just be my hand alone. I have to acknowledge that there's a calling on my life and then trust that his spirit pushing through me if I'm hearing you correctly, is, is, is what empowers that to become not willful, but willing. More, more than we can ask or think, you know? 
Love it's that. The, it's the X factor, if you will. Like, so so it, it should be haunting to us to think that, that we are working, as Solomon talked about in Ecclesiastes, where it's all fate, where it's all common wisdom, and in the end, it's nothingness. It's, as my wife Debbie says, only what we can think. Versus when I do my work with God, it's more like Ephesians 3. It's the X factor. It's now not just common wisdom, it's spiritual wisdom. And it is more than we can ask or think. No, I, I think that's great. I love that perspective. It's a really uh, interesting way to kind of think about these ideas and this challenge of not being on our own and just simply reaching out when we kind of get to an end versus when we are on in a constant state of mindfulness that the Holy Spirit is with us. We don't even have to ask him to be with us. He is already there. The question is, are we with him? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the old, it's, it's the old trite phrase, I know, but if, if God feels far away, who moved? <laughs> He's with us. There's, He's we with don't us. even have to ask for that. Right. He's it's, present it's, the moment we wake up. He's present when we lie down, right? It's the question is, are we with him? No, I love that. that, that, that that's, a, that's an incredible question. Um, actually, that's, we're going to write that down, and that's a, that's, a, that's a podcast for another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, our, our, our church has adopted this little saying. I've got it on my whiteboard right behind me. You know, last year was God with us, and this year is us with God. Yeah, no, I and think, I think it's, such a, it's such a great, you know, contrast in thinking about this. Yeah, yeah we have to be it, mindful that God's with us. And I think that that's an important thing for us to have a greater awareness that God is with us. He is with us all the time. But then we have to turn the tables and we have to say, well, how often am I with God? Well, sure. I mean, and there, there's a great book out there called Practicing the Presence. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, and again, folks, it's a resource. Lawrence, yeah. yeah. We'll throw it down in the links down below. You can go check it out for yourself. It's a fantastic book called Practicing the Presence. So that's just making yourself mindful and aware of the fact that God is with us at all times. Yeah. Um, but, but even that is different. You know, we can have an awareness that God is with us without actually allowing him to empower what we're doing. Yeah. Um, it becomes yeah. easier when we're aware of that, but then leaning into him and letting him empower what it is we're doing in yeah. our work and our study and our lives and our families and everything else that, that really makes, that makes all the difference is what I think I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it makes a difference when I'm working on the basis of just my own wisdom, my own skill, whatever, whatever I bring to the table with all of its benefits and limitations versus when I come to the table with not just common wisdom, but spiritual wisdom. And with that comes God working, you know, in and through and beyond me to, to do what um, he has the ability to do um, when we're, when we're working together. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Now I know, um, Kurt, you have, uh, we, you know, we, we, in the intro here, we talked about the fact that you've got a, a, a new business that you've started. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so it, it, if, if my understanding is correct, um, current strategy sort of, it sort of takes some of these, these principles, this, this spiritual formation principles you're talking about, 
and rolls them into kind of incorporates you and your wife's degree, your wife's degree. And so what does that look like um, in a healthy business? You know, what is EOS? That's, that's the model that you're building your business on EOS. What is it? How is it distinctive? And then how does that connect into our faith journey? Because I know you and I have talked about this in the past and, and some sort of that same principle yeah. of not, you know, not striving, it, it applies into the same with our faith journey as well. So let, let me give you a quick um, story about the background of the name Current Strategies. Like yeah, where, where in the world did that come from? I actually formed an agency back in 2000, uh, ran that for six, seven years with my blessed um, uh, friend, Buddy Williams, and we called it Cool Strategies. And so when I was going to start a new consultancy uh, last year, um, Debbie had gone on a retreat. She was sitting out on the front porch of this retreat center and the wind was blowing as, as you, you would be familiar with in the, you know, the prairies of, uh, of Texas, right? It was blowing pretty, pretty significantly. And she saw this little bird and think Woodstock from peanuts. It's flittering all around. It's landing over here and it's landing over there. It's landing back over here again. And then she looked up in the sky and there was a big bird soaring on the currents. And I realized, she, she said she realized in that moment that I operate like that big bird, which is riding the currents and not fighting them. Like right. the little bird is kind of fighting against the current. But the big bird is something that rides with the current. And I realized, Andy, two things that currents can certainly be market conditions. They can be supply and demand, you know, all of these kinds of things that we, we talk about in business school and currents can also be the currents of the Holy spirit in our life. Mm. When I asked Debbie, what, what clients do you think we should work with? She said, well, why don't we see what clients God brings to us? And so there is this really, there's this really interesting cooperative thing, right? So I go out and I talk to people all the time about what current strategies is doing. And I talk to them about EOS and we'll explore that in just a second, but you know, I do that. But then at the same time, I'm really willing in seeing what clients does God want to bring our way and give us an opportunity to kind of bless in our, in our, in our work with them. So that's a little bit about current strategies. So at the end of the day, what we're seeking to do is to integrate best spiritual practices with best business practices. We're not a business practices only consultancy, like, like a lot are. And we're not just a spiritual practices church or ministry or organization, right? That is really highly focused on the spiritual side of life, but rather how do these things come together in some really interesting kinds of ways. So we're in the process of exploring all of that amidst our efforts to help organizations implement um, the entrepreneurial operating system, which is what EOS is. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's a, uh, you know, I, I think it's something that, that and, and again, just quick disclaimer, this isn't a commercial for, e, for EOS or for current strategies, but this is just so much a part of who you are. It's, um, it's, the, it's, the, it's the coming together of my life I mentioned before, right, I got my MBA in 2000, Debbie got her master's in spiritual formation in 2006, 7, and the whole question was, how in the world do these things come together other than, you know, we pray before meetings or, or even just this general awareness that God is with me. 
what does it look like to actually practice this in, you know, in real practical ways? Yeah. And, and so if what I hear you saying is correct, what you're actually talking about is, you know, you've, you've, this, this current strategies has flown out of this, this journey between you and your wife walking yeah. and, and, and putting this application in, in place in your own life first. Yep. And seeing the benefit of that and then saying, hey, you know, this is, and, and that's really the reason we want to had, we went ahead and had you on today is, is that's the kind of thing that I think, you know, listening to podcasts, I think those are the kinds of things people are looking for. I want, your, I want your yeah. students to be aware of God's presence in the classroom. I want them to be aware of their, um, their sense of what is God calling me to? But how do I go into that calling with him that God's presence in um, their career does not end with this sense of calling, but it is just the beginning of the rest of their life. You know, we don't necessarily think of it this way, but the majority of our formation happens at work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Does not happen at church. Doesn't necessarily happen at home. We spend so many waking hours in our work. It is a significant place of formation. It can be, at least. So I want your students to kind of be thinking about that. How is God forming me through my, through my, my learning, my educational process? How is he forming me through my call? How is he forming me at work? And I want your donors to be thinking about that with the businesses that they're a part of. What does it look like to bring spiritual practices into my work, even in a secular commercial environment where there may not be a, um, an, an outward um, um, expression of these things in the boardroom, in the leadership, you know, in leadership team meetings? How can I still engage with God in, in my work every day? Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it's a much deeper connection of our faith journey and our and our and our, right. our right. vocation, right? Um, and you know where where and how we play that out, um, be it in a, in in the secular university or secular uh, business, or if you you know if you're moving into you know uh, churches or or nonprofits or whatever that it's going to be, those principles are still true. Yep, they're yep. they're immutable. And, and that we need to continue to, to play those out just if for nothing else, then it just, it makes us a better employee. It makes us a better student. It makes us a better professor. It makes us a better business person. Um, you know, my degree is in transformational leadership and spiritual formation. So it's weird. I kind of have the hybrid between you and your, and your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of the things we talked about consistently in that was we're transformed in the likeness of Christ for the sake of others. Yeah, I think that that's um, that's an, an important component. I'm I'm always thinking about formation through three lenses. Number one, um, how am I growing in my relationship with God? Second, how am I growing in my relationship with others? Third, how am I growing in my relationship with myself? A greater level of self awareness that helps me grow more in my relationship with God and with others. No, I think, I think that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, we, we, we try and keep these podcasts 15, 20 minutes. So we could go on about this all day and, and we'll have you back again because I think there's just so much more we can do here. Um, but can you, can, you, can you give me, I don't know, two or three or four things that somebody could apply in their life? I mean, they just listen to this. They're going to, they're gonna, you know, close the app on their phone and walk away. 
give me two or three or four things that they can use right now today that can make a, a difference in, in getting started with this. Yeah, well, let's, let's really bring this down, you know, kind of as my dad has often said, you know, put the cookies on the bottom shelf, right? You know, let's take the, let's, let's take the first step forward in this. Um, I'll, 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 I'll summarize maybe a couple of ideas this way, Andy. Um, in, in the world of EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system, we exist to help make companies stronger in six core areas. But if I boil it down even more than that, it's really three areas that serve as kind of a point of differentiation for EOS. And those three areas are vision, traction, and healthy relationships. Vision, that we have everybody on, in the organization, everybody on the team is on the same page with where we're going and how we plan to get there. Traction, we're executing with discipline and accountability on every part of that vision and healthy relationships. We're operating and interacting with each other with openness and honesty to create um, a, a, a loving, enjoyable culture an environment where we're doing work we love with people we love. So I've thought a lot about the intersection of striving and persevering where we started our conversation against these three components of vision, traction, and healthy relationships. And I discovered with Debbie's great help in this, something pretty fascinating. If we think about what does it mean to do vision with God, it means accepting that God is working beyond us, which is really all about faith. So how am I engaging in a sense of faith that God wants to do something beyond what I can ask or think? And I think that's a big focus on vision, is how do I have a vision for the future that is beyond what I might be able to, what I might ask or think, that is beyond my common wisdom, beyond my own capabilities, and is, a, is an act of faith in what God wants to do through my work. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is traction, right? So how is God working in me to bring hope to my work and to others. Hope that we can execute on this vision that God has given. So I think the interesting aspect of this is when I'm persevering in my discipline and my accountability, these are acts of hope that God is doing something through me, is accomplishing something in me. And then finally, healthy relationships. How is God working through me to bring love to others? So what's fascinating is I think when we're persevering in vision, traction, and healthy relationships, God is producing faith, hope, and love. Oh, I, love that. I just think it's a really interesting thing for us to kind of be thinking about. God working beyond me, God working in me, and God working through me, which again brings back that idea of my relationship with God, my relationship with myself, my relationship with others. So. 
Oh, I think that's fantastic. Um, well, I, we, we are we are rapidly running out of uh, out of time. Um, so, you know, I guess looking at those that 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 faith, hope, and love strategy um, that fits in pretty deeply with what we're talking about. We're becoming culture changers. That's yeah. the whole point. You know, Christian Grads Fellowship. We're out there. We're not there just for ourselves. It's not about having this safe place for us to run to and and be fed and grow. Um, it's about having that place where we can gather folks around us, um, engage them in love. Uh, meet them where they're at and love them, right? God will make it uncomfortable for them to stay there, but then begin to push that out into our spheres of influence, into the offices where we, where we sit with the other, with other folks in our businesses in our, in our exchanges, um, just, just with people in our influence, people who, the, the guy who uh, gives me coffee in the morning, I stop almost always at the same little, uh, little coffee place. I don't have to order my coffee anymore because I've been there enough and I'm engaged with him enough. I walk in the door and he starts making my coffee order for me. That's, that's, part of my sphere of influence. And so we want to always be engaging in that faith, hope, and love. I love that. I think that's great. Um, so real quick, Kurt, if somebody has more questions about this, or um, if any of us have a uh, business or an idea that they want to run by you, how, how would people get a hold of you? Yeah, currentstrategies.com is our website, currentstrategies.com. And um, you'll see a contact us page there. We've got a couple of interesting pages. The one on leadership talks more about what is EOS? What are these six areas? And in fact, if any of your listeners um, are involved in a business um, and involved in leadership in a business, we've got a little thing there we call map your vital signs. And it's a little 20 question um, checkup, we call it, that asks you 20 questions about your business and provides a, a quick little piece of feedback on how strong are you in the six core areas of EOS? Now, that doesn't necessarily say how strong you are from a spiritual standpoint, but at least from a business practices standpoint, I think it's a great little, um, a great little questionnaire. It gives you a quick report that comes back. And know that your work with current strategies in something like EOS would be an opportunity to say, how do I strengthen our business in these six areas? And at the same time, strengthen the way that I'm engaging with God in, in my work. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, Kurt, again, thanks for being here. Um, we appreciate your time. And again, this is the Christian Grads Fellowship Podcast. If you, if you find content like this um, helpful and you want to see us be able to produce more of that, we need you to head on over to, to christiangrads.org and you can donate there. And it's only because we have uh, partners like you that we're able to make content like this available. 